Pops and Pop Culture, a Riverdale Rewatch podcast. I'm Maya. And I'm Luke, and we're here to discuss all things pop culture and dissect the wildest show on TV. And welcome back to more quarantine content. (laughs) (laughs) We have Um, a very exciting episode today. Yeah, I'm really excited to- I'm very excited for it. Get into it all. Um, (laughs) But maybe a little bit about our personal lives first. How have you been- (laughs) I don't know how to transition into this, so- Okay. Wait, this is so weird. <laughs> are we gonna restart? Yeah, I can't. We can't do this. Are we gonna restart thing over and over again? <laughs> okay, are we actually gonna? Restart? Yeah, yeah. Let's restart. Okay. Take two. I mean, that wasn't that bad. But I was like, okay, a little about our think- personal. <laughs> <laughs> should we? Well, so what if you're? What if I'm just like? So okay. So for, we do, I think, like, talking about, like, oh, we have a very exciting episode. Like, that's good. Yeah, yeah. And then be like, so, Luke, what did you do this morning? Oh, is that awkward? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's not that awkward. Okay. Are we ready? Yeah. Okay. Welcome back to Pops and Pop Culture, a Riverdale rewatch podcast. I'm Maya. And I'm Luke, and we're here to discuss all things pop culture and dissect the wildest show on TV. We have a very exciting episode. Okay. Yes, I'm, I'm very excited for it. You can tell we've already had this discussion like four times before. Only twice, actually. This is only our second take. Only our second take. Um, but anyway, should we first take a special segment to talk about what we did this morning? Yeah, I'm sure everyone really cares about this a lot, but... Yeah, so what did you do this morning? So, well, my plan was to wake up and do Pilates, but that didn't happen. I actually woke up at 9, though, so that was pretty good. But, (laughs) um... So proud. I ended up just spending, like, almost two hours, um, like, looking at clothes online. So, yeah, that was great. (laughs) Yeah, I have had... I need to... I, like, cut myself off from spending money online. I made the decision yesterday. I haven't spent any money online. I don't usually normally online shop, but everything is on sale. So it's I like always free on everything's like always on sale it's somewhere though. So it's but even dangerous. more on sale. Yeah. yeah. But I um, had to cut myself off. What'd you do this morning, Luke? Oh. My morning was a lot less interesting. Um I went downstairs and ate breakfast and went back upstairs. And started doing research for this episode. I wow. Think that's pretty much my whole morning. <laughs> what time did you wake up? Um, 8.15. Naturally, too. Before Ooh. my alarm. It was impressive. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. Well, shall we, we get have, started? Yeah. Should we just quickly lay out the format of this episode? Yes, 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 We're yes. straying a little bit from our past pop culture digest episode. We, but I think this one will be better. Yeah, we reassess the formula. We yeah. <laughs> are going to try something new because we're still working out how this mm-hmm. whole show is going to work. So um, today we are going to cover three pop culture stories. Um, 
and then and we are going we're to... saving the best for last oh yeah yeah and then we're going to talk about really <laughs> the modern family finale which was on wednesday night wait wednesday yeah, yeah. wednesday it night. was wednesday yeah and then we are going to uh transition into a little bit of a conversation about sitcoms in general over the last like 15 ish years 20 yeah and our favorite ones influential ones ones. underrated ones yes ones we recommend all of that but let's start talking about the first pop culture story that we have um so i can explain it a little bit um so this is the mugshot trend which was I think it originated on TikTok, um, and it's a trend where you kind of do your makeup to look like you were, like, beat up by the police or something, and then you were taken in, and you take a picture, and it's like a fake mugshot, sort of. Um, So a bunch of, like, C-list, B-list celebrities were doing it on TikTok, like, mostly makeup artists, or, like, makeup artist, um, what's the word, like, tangential makeup artist, like, I don't know what even saying but anyway um it kind of was sort of a thing and then it became a big deal when james charles did it who is obviously um one of the most famous makeup artists um and because james is a lightning rod for controversy um people came for him when he posted his makeup uh or when he posted his mugshot challenge picture on twitter um so people call them out for glamorizing domestic abuse and police brutality because um, the way the challenge works, it kind of implies that the, the police beat you up right before they arrested you. Um, so, yeah, he got a lot of hate on Twitter for it. Um, he kind of quote tweeted a bunch of people, replied to a bunch of people sort of defending himself um, and eventually i think took down the picture and sort of issued a fit like half apology but then reposted the picture on tiktok and was like hopefully people don't cancel me on tiktok (laughs) so what are your thoughts on this whole situation i mean i think it's obviously it's like a stupid insensitive trend that i mean i think people are understandably like offended and upset by it but i don't think it's like that big of a deal um I think really the biggest thing I got from this whole mess is that James Charles is beneficial it's beneficial for him because he's still relevant yeah I mean like it helps him stay relevant I don't know I just (laughs) James has been canceled for so many things like over the past yeah like three years but somehow people still care about him so and he's like well because he's still relevant so many things so it doesn't if he gets negative attention it doesn't hurt him at all because his reputation is already tainted yeah and especially at this point like the in the spectrum of controversies for james this is like on the very low end um but i think i think something that was interesting that came out of this is sort of is how the trend kind of existed before James and then when James did it he got so much hate for it which is like like not to defend James but also at the same time you're like well why didn't people call out the trend before he did it like clearly there's like a whole bunch of people who are just kind of looking for something to cancel him over yeah I mean 
were people not calling out the trend before? I mean, I didn't like hear about this while it was happening. But I mean, it seems like it was it like not really that controversial until he did it. Which I mean, that's like a whole nother situation. Yeah. But um, and I think and James also made the point on Twitter that like the weekend's newest album cover is well, like. I thought that's where where like the trend originated. Also, I guess Billie Eilish had an album cover. Yeah. That somehow she was like blood Depicts or whatever. Like, yeah. So yeah. I mean it's interesting that like these things exist already and like like Halloween costumes and like things like that like these things kind of already exist and then in this moment like James gets canceled over it but also mm-hmm. at the same time he benefits from it anyway. So I mean I feel like the like the weekend's album cover I and this like mugshot trend like I think there is a difference what is the difference you think um i think that the weekend's album cover it's not necessarily like because this is called a mugshot trend then it's like implying yeah, yeah. like how the injuries happened whereas the weekend there's just like i think it's kind of a gross album cover i don't like it but there's <laughs> just like blood on his face and yeah you know what i mean they could be more of like a horror type thing like it's a little bit more artistic i'm not Mm -hmm. saying that that necessarily would excuse something that's problematic but i don't think that his album cover i don't have an issue with this like it it doesn't perpetuate like police brutality or anything like that which like obviously james is like not part of like he's not like a person of color so it's not like he's not like in a community that directly like is affected by that as frequently um but James, I guess, still didn't really learn his lesson because he posted it on TikTok anyway. And people on TikTok were a lot more, a lot nicer towards him. So, Oh, were they really? Yeah, like the comment section was like, oh, Twitter is just a bunch of peop- like fake woke people who <laughs> well, want to cancel mean, you I can for everything. Which, that. like, that is true in some Twitter situations. Twitter is a lot more political than TikTok. Yeah, so I find I TikTok, that. <laughs> I find people on TikTok, like, don't really... I mean, I don't spend that much on. time looking through TikTok. Or definitely not as much as I spend on Twitter, but yeah. yeah. Is James Charles, like, relevant on TikTok? Yeah. Like, is he, like, a TikToker? I mean, yeah, he's definitely... Well, he da- his dances are really bad. So he... Oh, are but they he, really? like, kind of makes fun of himself for them being bad. Like, he's, like, self-aware about it. So he's gotten views through that. And then recently he's been making a bunch of videos with people who are famous on tiktok so he's kind of entered that world a little bit but i think he's one of like the a-list celebrities that's been able to enter the world of tiktok successfully and not make Mm -hmm. it seem like it's such like a i don't know such like a forced thing because i mean he is like born from the internet not like born from like the movies so he's like more in that world yeah it's like a smoother transition yeah Whether than like J Lo or like is J Lo on TikTok? I mean, a lot yeah, of celebrities are on TikTok, but it I just, mean that doesn't it, feel like they're trying to like oh it really capitalize does. on TikTok. I mean, depends on the celebrity, but like J Lo on TikTok doesn't make me feel like she's trying to like capitalize on like TikTok fame. Like it's I don't know, but like when someone so like famous. The Rock or something like gets on TikTok, it's like it's just like 
you can tell they don't really understand TikTok when they're doing it, and it's like someone's just telling them exactly what well, to do. Well, that's like, like a yeah. I mean, like the, they hired I mean, someone. J Lo and The Rock are like a whole yeah different generation. Well, yeah, so it's like so, especially yeah. like that generation of of like celebrities getting on TikTok. It just feels very forced and like oh, it was better without you. <laughs> um, but James is like still kind of part of the internet generation and like definitely. You can tell he, like, spends time on TikTok and, like, understands what it is. So it's, like, it doesn't feel as forced. Um, yeah. Okay. okay. And so our second story is something I'm really excited about, actually. Um, so I guess a week from when we are recording this. So, like, in a week from Saturday. This, like, Saturday. Um, Lady Gaga is working with the World Health Organization um, to, it's like a benefit concert, sort of, that she's putting on called One World Together at Home, and it's to raise money for the UN Foundation's COVID-19 response funds. Um, So she has been working with a bunch of, um, like, CEOs and, like, corporate executives to raise money um, for coronavirus um, like relief funds and after she raises all this money she's working with a bunch of artists to put on a benefit concert um, that will be available on I think like all of the major networks um, and have a bunch of celebrities to kind of as she says like celebrate the human spirit and like human endurance and kindness the spirit of kindness yes yeah. i mean when i was reading a an nbc news article about it it like there's a quote that like really confused me and it, it said the idea blossomed after lady gaga spoke to 68 corporate leaders to talk about the spirit of kindness so i'm yeah i'm a little bit confused about the role of these corporate leaders um so- yeah. in this concert and also <laughs> why they are the authority on the spirit of kindness i think is kind of funny i think um, like like the part of it that i i like think that her statement like she's been on a bunch of talk shows recently like talking about like how it's important for like celebrities and people of power to like recognize that their experiences are very different like mm-hmm. their quarantining experiences are very different than people who are like on the front lines or don't have enough money or like are quarantined with like a domestic abuser like and so I think that like it's great that she's like trying to use her resources to help others but also at the same time when she starts like talking about kindness is so important like I know I have to be like like, those are like that's like the moments when I'm like "Mm." yeah and I mean I think even just like putting on this concert like giving people some entertainment like in their houses is like a good thing um yeah but I wouldn't like I mean, I don't know if anyone is acting like this, but I think this is not the kind of thing where you should be like, wow, she's, like, saving the world, like... Yeah. I think she's just handling it better than a good amount of celebrities. Like, Ellen kind of was under fire for talking about how bored she... She was, like, just, like, oh, I'm so bored in my... Like, so bored. I have nothing to do. So she just started, like, (laughs) randomly calling celebrities in her phone and just, like oh, how are you, Justin Bieber? What's going on? Like, just, like, random phone calls. And, like, Madonna, like, filmed this video of her in her bathtub, 
like with rose petals saying that coronavirus is the great equalizer. So like celebrities have definitely been getting called out recently for being like really tone deaf and like mm-hmm. while they're in their like million dollar houses like talking about how difficult it is for them. So I think that at least she's on like the better yeah. spectrum of that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a terrible thing for Ellen to be like, "Oh, I'm bored," but to be told, but she should still be able to like, you know, say that in the same like sentence as well. But I'm very lucky that I'm like at home and I'm yeah. safe and I have a job that, I mean, I have enough money that I really don't have to do anything. But I also have a job that I can do from home. Yeah. But, so. Yeah, I just don't think that like celebrity. I mean, celebrities saying these kinds of things like things i get that it's like stupid i just don't think that it's like that big of an a problem yeah and i mean a lot of a bunch of celebrities recently too have been like doing this thing where they like gift their fans like a couple hundred dollars or like a thousand dollars like if they tweet something that's like oh i'm struggling on rent like a celebrity might see that and then like dm them like, oh, just send me your PayPal and I'll give you, like, $1,000 or something, which I feel like it's just kind of strange. And it, they're getting a lot of recognition for doing this, Yeah, even I mean, though, like, they're really not... Like, they're doing good, I guess, by, like, helping people who are struggling, but, like, at the end of the day, they're not really impacting that many people. So it's, like, yeah. weird. I mean, it's, like, a, I guess a nice thing to do. It probably is not that big of a sacrifice for them, and it makes them look good. The thing is, it's, yeah. like, this is what the government should be doing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so <laughs> we should like, not be relying on celebrities to do this. Yeah. I mean, we could be relying, on, like, on their tax money, but... Yeah. Yeah. But... Not... So, yeah. It's, like, a weird sort of situation. Because they get so much recognition for doing... And, like, at the end of the day, it's such, like, a small amount of money to them. And such, like, a small amount of people that they're actually helping. For like the and they might, they could getting. probably better use their platform, even though I don't know how effective this is, but probably a better way to use their platform is to like lobby the for, government. yeah, like the government um, to like pass better like relief plans and yeah. like use their platform at least to like spread some sort of awareness about that. But again, there's, I think there's a limit to how effective that can be. Yeah. All right. And the last pop culture story. So this one, well, the way we kind of did this episode is I sort of chose three stories and then um, Maya also, like researched two of them. And then the third one I told her briefly about, but for the sake of the episode, she didn't do any research about it and she hasn't really heard anything about it. So I yeah. am sort of breaking the news to her live on this podcast. Yeah, I guess I didn't. I guess this was trending on Twitter, but... I didn't see it. Yeah. Ah, this oh is something. <laughs> I just like knocked something what over happened? my desk. <laughs> okay. Unrelated. Um, okay. But so, yeah, this is very exciting news. Yeah. So <laughs> recently, One Direction, or well, specifically Liam from One Direction, um, announced that, or he was in an interview and he said that because the 10-year anniversary of One Direction is approaching later in 2020, they are in talks right now of doing some sort of 
kind of collaboration thing um, later in 2020. So he was in an interview. Um, he didn't really give that very many details. Um, he said it was like they've been talking a lot, I think, especially during the quarantine. And it's been nice to like talk and like sort of reunite a little bit virtually during this whole situation. Um, and it is also unconfirmed whether or not Zane will be a part of this. Oh, that's what I was about to ask. Situation. I would guess no, if I had to guess. I honestly don't know. But I guess if it's just, like, something that's taking place during quarantine, I don't know if it's going to be a virtual thing. No, I, I think it's going to be, be, it's gonna be like, to a, it's going to be, like, a real thing after quarantine's over. Okay, I hope they go on a tour. Like, yeah, it will be, like, either, like... I like, hope it's not just, like, one show, like, in L.A. No, yeah, I, I mean, it's not going to be, like, a virtual a thing. Like, I think it's supposed to be something that's happening after quarantine. Yeah, if it was over. a virtual thing, I, like, wouldn't care that much. Yeah, because it's, like, they're not even together, really. Um, but I have been saying literally for years that it's a matter of time before they get back together. Well, of course, of course. I mean, like, imagine if they went on a reunion tour, like, imagine how much money that would so be. They can't, I feel like they, they must have, like, all signed a contract or something when they broke up that they're going to get back together at some point. Well, like, remember, I just, it was, like, like, a hiatus. Yeah. So they were always, like, we're just taking a break, like, doing our own thing. Yeah, so, I mean, that's, like... I just... think it was always implied that something was going to happen. Yeah, and I mean, and it I think seems like they're on good terms, is a good too. Time. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't know like... about Zayn. Well, yeah, Zayn, maybe not. But, like, when they're on, like, talk shows and, like, stuff like that, and they're, like, asked about each other's music, they're always, like, very respectful. And, like, they're, there's not, like, bad blood, mm-hmm. at least not other than, like, with Zayn. Not publicly. Really yeah, yeah, so, like, they're all, like... There's no like it's not like a feud, so which they could make money if it was a feud like very easily, but like if they like if it was like a fake feud, like they could easily have turned that into a big thing, but they haven't, so I feel like they're like leaving the door open for a reunion. So. And I mean I think this is especially beneficial for Liam and God, what's his name? Not what's his name? Louie. Um, <laughs> who have not really done very much. Who have not? I mean, Liam had that one popular song, "Strip That Down." I They've think all had like called. one or two popular songs. I, I feel Niles like. had. I feel like Niles has like done okay. Oh, Niles like, he said, the one had I some like. like very like basic pop songs that have become popular. Yeah, I mean they've um, all like started out with Harry, a platform, so it's helpful. Well, yeah, but usually after like a boy band or girl group like that breaks up there's like the one popular like there's the justin timberlake the beyonce the camila yeah and they've all like sort Um, of made their names like or like made a name for themselves in some i mean harry's the one who actually released good music i feel like harry doesn't need this no yeah harry Um, of all people like should like be staying away from it but like also like he needs the kind of the kind of person that he is like i feel like he would be fine doing and imagine if it was just like Niall, Louis, and Liam. Like, that like, would no just would be care. sad because it would just be like the three I mean, people that people Zane, don't care about them. If Zayn was there, like I think that would help them a lot. Yeah, like they sure. should try to get him to come. I mean, like what Zayn? He just released like an album recently with like over Did twenty he? songs on. Not I don't know how recently, but it had like over twenty songs on oh my it. Gosh. And apparently, it was really bad. I listened to a podcast about it, so I don't really oh. know that much about it. But like, what does he have going for him other than that? But, he, I mean, he's dating Gigi Hadid, right? That's still oh, happening. Is he? I don't know. I. 
But like, I think no one cares happening. about him unless he's with One Direction, really. I mean, I feel like if he released like an an album that was like very like mainstream. I'm not that he's not mainstream, but that just very much like played into what kind of music is currently popular. Yeah, maybe. And like he just released some like good lead singles, like it his album would do really well. Yeah, I think he has like the platform that if he made like actually somewhat good music, he could do something, but like he just hasn't done that in the last few years. Mm-hmm. So, he's not doing so well at the moment. Um so now I think it's time to transition into our Yay, I'm main excited to talk about Modern of this. Family. Yeah, so on Wednesday night, um Modern Family the season or the series finale of Modern Family aired. It was a 2-hour event. Um the first hour was a documentary and the second hour was like a two-part finale episode but i don't know why they called it two parts like it was just one episode no it was two it was episodes. just like extended it was two no, it was one episode it was just one long episode i swear it was two right? episodes because it was like first part second part oh i guess like they did they i ran, didn't notice they ran like where a... the first one ended oh yeah it's like kind of unclear but they, they ran a like credit scene for me. like their like second oh, part did. music by blah 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 so oh, i didn't even notice that. but it was okay. basically like one long episode <laughs> mm-hmm and, like, for me, this kind of marked, like, the end of the sitcom, yeah. as we know it. And I which definitely, is kind of people sad. have been, like, writing articles about, like, how this is sort of the end of the sitcom era. Um, yeah. Um, but Modern yeah. Family needed to end. It was ready to end. Yeah. So it's on, it was, this was its 11th season. So that means oh it's been God. airing since 2009. Um, should we just quickly give a brief rundown of what Modern Family is? I mean, for those who don't everyone know, everyone knows, right? But yeah, so it's a story or it's a show that's sort of like a mock documentary style, kind of like The Office. Mm, not really. Um, yeah, not really. Well, it's not quite. It is it's like, like a mock documentary style, but they don't do like talking heads or anything. Yeah, they do. Right? Oh, they do. Okay, but they, they do. They I do, but totally they don't acknowledge that. that it's a documentary as much to the and camera. And there's no as they interaction do. like with the documentary crew, like there yeah. is in like the, the office. office. Kind of breaks down the fourth wall. I don't. Is mm-hmm. that, yeah, I guess that's what I it would be. I think that's the right term to like acknowledge that a documentary is being made about them, where this show never really acknowledges that at all. Mm-hmm. But it's about three families that are all like related. And how they described it in the documentary part of the finale was that it's one traditional family. So, like, Mm -hmm. like a man and a woman that are married and their kids. kids. And then it's two non-traditional families. So, there's one that's a gay couple with an adopted daughter. And then the other is, is, I guess, like, an older guy with, like, a a younger woman. Um... And um, then, like, who's an immigrant and, and both then are, she had both already had divorced. her son yeah both had been divorced and she already they both had kids from previous marriages and they had a kid together but yeah yeah which was like later on so and it's sort of just about the well and they're all dynamics. also they're all all three families are like related through, and they like, see this each other family. a lot yeah so it's they all, live all about LA i mean it's like a comedy obviously 
but it's about, about like, like the dysfunctionality and, of the family and yes all of that and it's supposed to be very much based off of real families and i think that was a big part of its appeal yeah. is that people were able to see like their own families in this I don't. And, I didn't and in totally the docu- feel like that watching it. I don't know if you ever yeah. felt like that. I mean, I in the documentary, there's... they make like a big point about like how this is supposed to like kind of represent the like American families of today, and like this is supposed to be something you can watch with your family and like yeah, which is very family tr- it is true. Like it is like the kind of show you watch with your whole family. Yeah, and like that everyone. I feel like it's the kind of show that everyone likes to watch, like even if you have very different tastes. Yeah, like, everyone like, can find something in it, yeah. sort of. Um, and I think, I mean, I thought it, there are definitely aspects of it that are relatable to, like, my family. Like, I mean, even from, like, the very first episode, and my dad, like, always likes to talk about this, like, the very first episode, um, there's this, like, whole sequence where they have to, like, I don't know exactly how it comes to this, but, like, they have to schedule a time when Phil is going to, like, shoot Luke with this, like, BB gun or something because, like... Oh, my God. Because Luke was told that he could have a BB gun as long as he didn't shoot anyone else, and if he did shoot someone else, then Phil would have to shoot him. Oh, my God. And so... And so then they have to, like, all huddle... Like, like the whole family's, like, huddling around their, like, calendar, like, looking for a time to, like, fit in (laughs) when Phil is going to shoot Luke. And I feel like that was, like... My dad always talks about how this is, like... That was, like, a really effective scene to introduce, like, how busy their lives were and how they all had, like, so many things going on. And I feel like my family definitely, like... um, What's the word? Like, we definitely kind of live like that or lived like that before this whole quarantine happened but um so like scheduling something like that was like not I mean not we wouldn't schedule something like that but like that kind of thing wasn't was like relatable to us mm-hmm. I think it's relatable in sort of like the dysfunctionality of it and like I in all like the arguing I mean I feel like they argue like so much like they just have mm-hmm. so many really big fights that um but I guess for me it's that I don't have like such a huge family and like a extended family where I live so that yeah but I, I mean even but I like think... the like idea that you're like you argue with your extended family like even if you don't live with them that's those arguments still happen when you do see them I feel like yeah <laughs> um <laughs> so do you want to like talk about all of the actors and who we think are the best and the worst because i think think... one thing that happened as the show progressed is that a lot i mean all of the kids aged quite a lot um because a lot of them were really young when the show started and so um like luke was like i think only like 10 or something when the show originally aired and by the end he was like a full functioning adult like could live on his own which was a very big transition and so for the actors as well like the they went from basically child actors to adult actors over the course of the 11 years that it aired. Yeah, I mean, that was an interesting part of the documentary was seeing how, like, the, the kids grew up on TV mm-hmm. and with this show, which is just, like, very interesting. And yeah. the actor who played Manny, what's his name, like, Rico? Yeah, Rico, Rico Rodriguez. Rodriguez, I think. He had a quote... I think I wrote this down. It was, like, he said it was, like, a professional home video or something. So it was, like, he could, like, watch himself grow up on TV, which is kind of, which is interesting. It's kind of cool. Yeah, and I also think that, like, 
they in the documentary too they talk about how as kids they grew up and like the modern family like cast was almost like their second family just because they spent so much time with them and they were like it was like a maternal and paternal figure and like they were like always with them and so like I know this wasn't in the documentary but like I feel like there was some other like bonus feature of another season that my family watched um where like Luke shaved for the first time like the actor that played Phil taught like the actor that played Luke to shave for the first time so like there was like that like father-son sort of relationship that was like on and off the screen moments like that And it really helps to make the show much more effective when they have these relationships off screen. And you can Um, tell, like, all of the, like, all the actors, like, really, like, love each other. And, like, I mean, from the documentary, you can really tell that. And so it made it sad to see the show go from that because it's, like, this is, like, their family. Like, this is their entire lives. Yeah. Like, it's ending. Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, that, that's why I like the documentary because it's what made, like, the, Last episode did not make me sad, but the documentary made me a little bit sad. The last episode, so the last episode, it was just not, like, it was kind of, it just was on the same track as, like, the rest of the season for me, and it was just, like, I feel like it was not that funny. It it just didn't quite land. Like, there were some funny moments, there were some good moments. I think, like, the way it ended, and, like, like, the character development, and, the new beginnings for all of these different characters like makes a lot of sense yeah i mean i think that part was good i just think the jokes i mean yeah but yeah but the jokes definitely were not expected but the there were some funny parts but like a lot of the jokes did just not totally land in this episode yeah for sure and um yeah so that like after like after watching the documentary which is the first hour of the two our special yeah i, I also like, feel like it really oh, built like, it up yeah like i was like oh it actually is kind of sad to see this go like i wasn't super sad about modern family ending but like then after watching the documentary i was like oh like they all like really love each other and like this is like yeah. such a big part of their lives and then like i watched the episode <laughs> i was like oh no this show kind of does need to end like i'm not yeah. that sad about the ending um but yeah like, oh but i'm we were more sad talk for about, like, the actors like the kid actors yeah. Um, who really got worse as they grew up, most of them. Because they were less cute. they were less cute. And also, I think just the characters of the kids got worse as they grew up. Yeah, they were kind of dumb. Like, I feel like they were really funny when they were younger, and then they sort of became, like, very, like, archetypal, mm-hmm. kind of, like... Alex was, like, the smart one, and I feel like she was maybe a little bit more, like, nuanced when she was younger, but then when she got older, it was just, like, she's the smart one, like, Luke is the dumb one. It was always like that, but... Yeah. I feel like they just got, like, flatter as the series went on. Yeah, and I feel like as little kids, like, they were just... Like, I, I feel like Luke especially, like, was so cute when he was a little kid, and then, like a lot of his traits kind of continued on when he was an adult because that was just, like, how he defined yeah. him. Like, he didn't really grow up, really. And then it was just not cute when he was, like, a Well, yeah, it's, old. like, when he's, like, 11, it's cute when he got his head stuck in the banister. But when he's 21... And he's, like, like still, like, acting like he's 10. But then yeah. also, like, randomly has, like, a, like, yeah, relationship like, with, like, a 40-year-old like... or something. Oh, like, it's God. just, like, yeah, weird. It just doesn't make sense. And also yeah. because you've been watching them your like their entire lives, it's like so weird to see them going from this like innocent little like ten year old to like 
all of a sudden like a real adult mm-hmm. so it, that is weird um and then lily i feel like lily is like Aww. always okay she was so cute in the documentary oh my god yeah so she was i think they she said either three adorable. or four years old when they hired her in the documentary um they talked about that which is just insane that and she's literally like her entire so she, life has been she on didn't this choose show. to do this yeah which it's really it is crazy like um yeah like it's like we criticize her for not being a good actor but like she didn't choose to be an actor and she didn't like which she was I'm like sure hardly she... a functioning human being yeah. at the time that she was casted on this show I'm sure she's, like, enjoyed, like, the benefits from the show, but there's oh, probably no, yeah, part of sure. her that's, like, I probably want to have, like, a normal childhood, but... Well, so I don't, like, pity her. A little bit but... too late for that. <laughs> yeah. I guess, what? how old is she now? Like, 14, 15? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the thing is, like, I feel like Lily may never get, like, a real acting position ever again. Like, I just feel like she's... Yeah, she I mean, maybe not. she can ride this wave, but it seems like she's not good enough to really get any mainstream no. acting role. And same with Luke, I feel like. He's a little better than she is, but yeah. Um, um, I mean, the other ones aren't terrible. I think the acting in the show overall... I think I the like adults are, so, the are really good. The adults I mean, are okay, really good. Phil is, like, what yeah, really Phil makes is, the show. Yeah. He's so so good yeah and i and he's I, just perfect i think like role. um cam and mitch are really good and i think um claire is really good and gloria is good too yeah and jay is good and jay um should we talk about jesse tyler ferguson i feel like we oh, should our time the we've, time that we've we met both him. met him luke's Together. met him twice yeah um but so he was I think he was, like, flying to New York, right? Or somewhere like that. Yeah, but and it was plane... during the bomb cyclone. So oh, his yes. Plane, and his, he, his plane, plane got stuck landed in Pittsburgh. in Pittsburgh. So then we... I guess Luke saw Well, because I follow him on Instagram. Yeah, what restaurant he was eating at. Or, so, well, because I was, like, following him. He was posting on his Instagram story, like, a lot, saying, like... Just like, like updates what on like what was yeah going like on. updates on where he was and then he was like oh we're in this pits we're in this like neighborhood in shady side which is like right by our houses and like or like a neighborhood over kind of and then he he was like oh we're in this one hotel and I was like oh that's like a few like ten minutes from our house and so we basically I think it was like a Wednesday night or something and basically yeah, like, like a, a few night. of our families just were like. Let's just go eat. Like, just go eat. Let there. go eat dinner in the <laughs> restaurant at the that's in like the hotel that he was staying at, which mm-hmm. is also like a is like a well received restaurant. Like, it's a good restaurant too, so it's not just like some random place. Um, and then but, him and his husband were eating, and we saw them. Uh, they were like at the bar or something as we were eating, so we like saw them. No, they were, like, in the corner of the restaurant. Like, oh, they were the in the corner. corner. And then they were walking over to the bar. So when they yeah. walked over is when we, like, were like, Stood hi, we're like, can oh, we hi. take a picture? Like, that, that yeah. was, like, he seemed, like, a little bit annoyed because he, like, wanted to be there with his husband. Well, and also probably I think it's, like, bugged. he was also probably, like, annoyed that he was stuck in Pittsburgh. Like, like I mm-hmm. can imagine, like, after having that, like, travel 
issues like yeah you're not in the best mood so but the thing is it's like if you're gonna post your location on instagram like you can't be too angry yeah i mean he was making it very easy to find him he's making it very easy to find him so it's not like we were stalking him like i feel like we kind of joked like oh haha we're stalking him but like we weren't stalking him we were just showing up at a restaurant where we knew that he was and then randomly (laughs) i've met him another time so um the so williamtown massachusetts which is like i have um family that lives there um they they have a theater festival every year that's like pretty like a pretty famous theater festival um and so he was in a play that was um did you see the play yeah it was like and it was like the world premiere of the play um at this theater festival and so he was one of the actors in it and they put on the play and we actually went to it it was actually good it was called like rising horizons or something like that it was weird but it was good um i and it was like the opening night of the play and so after it's like customary that after the opening night anyone that has tickets to the play also has like a free like drink voucher or something at this local restaurant in williamstown um and the cast usually shows up at the restaurant and like the whole restaurant is completely booked just for like people who had tickets to this show so you can go um kind of get a get a drink and then also the cast is kind of just like sort of walking around like talking to people and it's sort of like a party to celebrate the premiere of the show so um him and his husband were there i actually saw his husband in the bathroom at the play but i didn't say anything um and then did you, um, you recognize him yeah because he was in the taylor swift again? music video oh, justin yes. justin yeah so uh justin, he was oh, in the Mikita. Mi- yeah something like Mikita. that so i saw him in the bathroom yeah. but i didn't talk to him because it's kind of weird because he's not really famous he's like but like he's, husbands i feel like i used to famous. follow him on instagram he's like, very attractive yeah so anyway he and his husband were in the bar and then my mom kind of like my mom and I sort of like waited right next to him and then sort of approached him as he was like walking somewhere and we're like hi and that was right after um the you need to calm down music video had come out like a few months ago so I was like oh like so that was like my intro to like him like oh I saw you in the Taylor Swift music video like something about that and then he was like oh ha ha so like I wasn't just like a random person (laughs) like I was like had like a reason to talk to him kind of Uh and then and then we took a picture now you're kind of like mutual friends with Taylor Swift so yeah, because I'm definitely friends so. with Justin. <laughs> I mean, you've met him twice. Yeah. So. so yeah. And he's like the only celebrity that I've really met, and I've randomly met him twice. So that's yeah, my claim to fame, funny. everyone. <laughs> Maybe we should transition to the final portion of our show, which is just a discussion about some of our favorite slash most influential slash most underrated sitcoms. Um, since Modern Family is kind of the end of the sitcom mm-hmm. era. We wanted to look back on the last, like, 20 years of sitcoms. Yeah, because we didn't really, like, grow up watching... I mean, because we were too young, we didn't really grow up watching, like, the first wave of sitcoms. Or I don't know if it's the first wave of sitcoms, but, like, Cheers and Seinfeld and Frasier, like, those kind of shows that were started yeah. before our time. So we're going to be starting with Friends, because I think that's, like, really the first one. And also we're trying to focus... or. Some of these sitcoms are, like, ones that aired even before we were born or, like, yeah, when we like, were really young. But Friends because was they were on Netflix, we were 
they like how the, they they're continued. still very culturally relevant. Yeah. Yeah. So friends. Yeah. Do you want to talk, talk about, about your relationship to friends? Yeah. So I think I'd grown up just like watching some reruns on TV of friends. Um, but not like not that much. Um, but then after I got Netflix and I got Netflix kind of late. But after I got Netflix, I think Friends was, like, the first show that I ever binged. And when Mm. that was still, like, a new concept for me. And I didn't... I mean, I don't know how old I was. I was, like, 12 or 13. And I definitely had very little self-control. I mean, self-control with TV is still... Can be hard, but... I think I was just like, wow, I could just sit here and spend the whole day watching Friends. And, like, no consequences, so... Yeah. Um, well, and there are a lot less consequences when you're younger, too. There are. There are. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I... And, yeah, go ahead. I've, like... Well, so I don't remember how I got into watching Friends, but it was one of the... It was not, like, one of the first ones that I watched. It was definitely, like, a little bit later on. Um, and I just... Yeah, I also probably binged it. Probably not the best amount. I think I watched it while I, like, ran on the treadmill, so... It's such Maybe. an easy show to binge. Like, even yeah, now, the other, like, a couple weeks ago, I, we had, like, a half day. Oh, I think you were at my house, and we were watching Riverdale. Yeah. And then Friends was on TV, and so and I just, just started watching it. I was like, I'm just gonna watch, like, an episode. And then I had, I watched, like, I spent, like, three hours watching Friends Oh, or my God. It was, I mean, it wasn't so quite that long, not to. but it, it was just, like... I'm just sitting at home and like it was just on. It's like you don't want to turn it off. I feel like it's like one of those shows that it's like it's really just like after you've seen the entire thing like on Netflix. I guess it's not on Netflix anymore, but like a lot of people in our like generation have seen it because it was on Netflix. Um like after you've seen it, it's like very like reassuring or like comforting to kind of return to it just because like it's kind yeah. of, like, low stakes, like, not that much is going on, but, like, and it's not even, like, that funny, but it's just, like, funny enough to, like, keep you It's not, like, watching. funny in the sense that you, like, think about it and you think back on it and you're like, wow, that was so funny, but it's, like, while you're watching it, it's really funny. And it's just, like, a very comforting show. Like, all of the yeah. characters, like, like, there's, it's not, like, the greatest, but it's just, like, nice to, like, go mm-hmm. back to it. And, I like, think. I mean, I think it was a well-done show for, like, what it was, and it was definitely very yeah. influential, but it's it's not that clever, and it's not that creative. And if I you mean, go I back think... to it now, like, with, like, a more, like, critical eye, or not even, just with, like, a more, like, modern eye, like, it's actually, like, really problematic in a lot of well, instances, yeah, and there's been a lot jokes... of, like, a lot of people have, like, criticized it now like looking back on it just because it's Mm -hmm. like a lot of the jokes aren't like they haven't aged well they have not aged well the thing is friends is the kind of show you have to watch and just not care about that i feel like you just have to be like whatever like i'm just watching this because it's funny Um, and i mean it's definitely has a very large cultural like impact and yeah so but when you think about it, they really just use the same jokes, like, over and over and over yeah. again. And I guess that's kind of, like, the beauty of it. It's, like, it's simplicity. And it just, like, it just works. It, like, it is what it is. It never really strayed from that formula. And that's why, it, like, it worked so well for And I think seasons. it's, like, the last show in that era of, 
shows where like Seinfeld is like every single episode is like or like nothing really actually changes with the characters that much and I know Friends it does change a little bit like people get married blah 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 but like a lot of it's like the same thing over and over again and it's just like supposed to be really about like their daily lives and how like like the mundane aspects of their daily lives are can like be Mm -hmm. funny and I think it's like the last show of that era sort of and it is a show it's like the characters I don't feel like I'm like totally in love with these characters but you do get like attached to them I remember the like the last episode is sad because you're like oh no it is it definitely is um but like Ross and Rachel I feel like they've become like such an iconic TV couple but like Ross and Rachel I don't care that much about their relationship. I guess what Honestly, I'm watching Monica I'm, like, and Chandler is way better. For them. Uh I I'm not like a, I'm not really like a big fan of any of their relationships in that <laughs> show. I don't think they're like terrible. I just like like I Oh, d- but Joey and Joey and um Phoebe that should have been that I, that's like my favorite I, that'd friend. be too perfect that's like my favorite friendship on that show is joey same though i i love like, their dynamic they're so like funny together because they're so like completely opposite but also like weird in the exact same way i think those are the two best characters like yeah. they're so funny i'm i'm definitely joey's definitely my favorite guy on friends i like all and... the girls for different things yeah, I think I, I like the girls better than the guys. Like, I think that Chandler and Ross... Like, Ross is kind of my least favorite. I think Ross is, like, so yeah, annoying. Yeah, Ross is not... There's not, like, much going for him. <laughs> I'm like, Rachel, you can really do better. But... Yeah. I kind of liked uh, Rachel and Joey. <laughs> yeah, I kind of liked like that, too. For, like, a couple episodes, but that's, like, that was a it was weird. It was weird, but I kind of liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, Should we move on to our next show? So, um, the yes. next one, we're going to go in somewhat chronological it's order. It's my here, very favorite. Is The Office. We all know it. We've all heard of it. We all love it. Or we all... Actually, I feel like it's better kind of controversial. Love it. um, yeah, that's so, stupid. I mean, I started watching The Office on Maya's recommendation, I will admit. <laughs> Although, I have to say <laughs> that Maya had not actually watched The Office when she recommended it to me. So I had watched, won't. like, two episodes. Or I'd like my my it was when it was airing and my parents were watching it and I would watch like a lot of sitcoms with my parents and I will admit that The Office was not one that I enjoyed very much. I remember being bored by it. Yeah, so um, I just want to point out that Maya recommended it to me, <laughs> but I recommended when she didn't it actually to like it, and I really liked it when I watched it. Obviously, that's why we're talking about it. But Maya didn't know it was good when she recommended it to me. So I, knew I will it was, always like, good. Say that. I was just like, it's not as good as like the other shows that I liked. But, I mean, yeah. now I think it's better than all of them, but... Because yeah, um, you finally actually watched it yourself. I After, like, I recommended it to you for, like, a couple of years. Like, I was pretty, like... A good, a long time. And, but then when I watched it, I was just, like, totally obsessed with it. Yeah. Um, but now, I'm sort of, like... Like, I watched The Office, like, maybe, like, two and a half years ago was when I, like, watched really? it, watched it's it. It's been that long. Yeah. I guess it Was it that? It was, no, like, freshman I don't year. Think- yeah, so like two years ago, maybe. Two years ago. No, you're right. Um, but I've sort yeah. of like revisited the office now, um, and like revisited my obsession with it, and now I feel like I'm like appreciating it on another level. Um, this yeah. started with the Office Ladies, the podcast. podcast. So I've like really just yeah. 
you're back in the craze. Yeah, I'm like, I just have so much more respect from the show, just learning about, like, all the behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah, Um, so I've listened to a few episodes of that podcast, maybe, like, five of them, Um, and and I followed, like, I've randomly followed, like, a bunch of the actors in the office on Instagram for, like, a while, Um, but I feel like listening to that podcast, there's, like, you can tell that there was, like, and I think, like, a lot of sitcoms, but especially The Office, like, they all sort of they all like really bonded as a cast and they Mm -hmm. all like really played off their own strengths and kind of got to know each other in that sort of way which really helped the show yeah become such like a phenomenon yeah and i so there was a new book recently that came out and it's an oral history of the office and I bought it, and I've only read, like, a very little bit of it. Um, and I forget who said this in the book, but they were making the point of, like, what makes The Office so good is it's not aspirational, as many shows are, where people, you know, live in these big fancy houses or they have these glamorous jobs. But it's really these people who whose lives you don't envy at all. They working these really boring jobs they live in scranton pa yeah but it's like you kind of like fall in love with these characters like they're really interesting people like once you get to know them mm-hmm. but it really is just about in... like the mundane aspects yeah of their lives and, and they're like interesting in the way that like really anyone can be interesting too i yeah. feel like there's like something that's well i mean like dwight and michael are way more interesting than the normal average person (laughs) but yeah i think it it really is dwight michael jim and pam that make the show i also but then it has a good supporting cast i think that also like there's a lot of like characters in there that are very well developed and i think that like even the supporting cast and none Mm -hmm. of them really fall into like tropes as much as some other shows do like we just talked about modern family like a lot of the kids kind of like luke is the dumb one alex is the smart one Haley's the popular one whereas like none of them really fall into like specific tropes like they all have aspects of them that are tropey but like they're all like very unique characters i feel like which like makes the show interesting like Mm -hmm. there's no other character on tv that's like like dwight really or like like Michael Dwight is or, just the best. Like they're very unique characters that have aspects of them that are like like tropes, but they don't completely fall into that category. Like even Kelly, who's like supposed to be like the kind of ditzy one, is like much more layered than that, I feel like. Yeah. Which just like makes it interesting. And mm-hmm. makes it so fun to see them like interact. And I think what well, because obviously The Office was based off of The Office UK, which only... I still haven't watched it. I do want to watch it so I can, like, compare. But that was only two seasons, and I think it really... The main focus of it was the boss, who was very, very cringy and uncomfortable and In the same way that, like, Mike- In the Michael same that way that Michael was... And especially in the first season, it was more so like that. But then, like, the creators decided to take it in another direction and sort of humanize Michael's character a little bit. And, of course, like, sometimes you're like, oh, my God, Michael is such a jerk. He's such an idiot. Like, that was really inappropriate. But you also sometimes feel bad for him and you 
And you're happy when he, like, finds love and... Well, and they also develop the rest of the cast, too. And, like, especially in the first seasons, there's not much, I feel like, from the supporting cast. And, like, you hear that in the Office Ladies podcast. Like, especially Angela's character is, like, very... Oh, yeah, because the Office Ladies, off to it's the Jenna side. Fisher and Angela Kinsey, who played and Pam and Pam Angela. is, like, a main character, but Angela mm-hmm. isn't in, but until, like, kind of later on. And so I think something that was really great that they did was that they sort of brought out the supporting cast and, like, kind of brought in more characters that were all, like, super interesting and super well-developed into the show to, like, make the dynamic much more interesting. Mm-hmm. And what really makes a show so great is Jim and Pam. Yeah. Who is so um, much better than any relationship on Friends. That's the best, like, definitely best relationship on TV, hands down. And what's so great about this relationship is just sort of the simplicity of it. Like, or I don't know if simplicity is the right word but it's not like so big and romantic it's just like, and it's these like they're little two interactions really good friends. that they have yeah and they're they two, build like really good friends so well yeah and it's like you can so tell well. that they wanted to do this the entire show but they don't like rush it like it doesn't happen for quite like a really long time in the show and then even when it does happen like it's not perfect and like it's very like nuanced i feel like and they yeah. kind of go through the stages of their relationship really interestingly. And and also they're both, like, relatively normal, so it's not, like, so far-fetched or, like, like they're kind yeah. of two, like, most normal people on the show. So it's, like, it's not, like, a crazy relationship that you could never expect. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're so normal, but they're so easy to like and so easy to root for. It's, like, they feel yeah. real. They don't feel like these, like, oh, like like super duper attractive characters yeah in some other shows but but at the same time like they're both like i don't know it's like they both do are kind of like i know that um john krasinski looked like very different back then than he does now like Mm -hmm. now he very much looks like an actor like hollywood yeah i know he has that look now but it's like they sort of downplay that in the office so it's like you can like really see why Pam is attracted to him but at the same time he's like almost this like dorky looking guy it's like the right balance yeah he's not like super physically attractive like he's not unattractive but, but it's like not... he does grow it's to like... be very attractive once you get to know his personality yeah which is like how it... I feel like more re- it's more realistic <laughs> yeah how relationships develop so I feel the like they just yeah, the, just the everything about that relationship they just did very perfectly. And I know that they had, like, they worked so hard on that relationship and they would have meetings about, like, the littlest aspects about it. They would have, like, these long meetings to decide, mm-hmm. like, what every little detail because they had to make it perfect because that was, like, one of the biggest focuses of the show. But Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So, oh, so we, we are on? going to move on to, this is my um, underrated, underrated pick. It's your underrated pick? Yeah. Parks and Rec? No, wait, we you skipped 30 Rock. Oh. Oh, okay. We're going in chronological order. Oh, got it. Okay. So I think this aired in 2006 <laughs> or 7 or something. Um, so... 30 I it's I know it's not that like that underrated like I think it's pretty well known 
Um, I think it was well known when it came out, but but it hasn't had like not... a sustaining. Yeah. Oh, and before you explain what it's about, you might want to tell oh, everybody yeah. so who Maya recommended it. Maya also recommended this show again. She had. Not I get seen I get actual credit for this it. one. I I was watching it. Seen very okay, much I've only it. seen like three seasons of it, but I was watching it when I recommended it to you. Yes, but I've watched it by myself, and then I watched it with my family too. Okay, so whatever. I've seen it all of it twice. Um, I so so it's about basically it's kind of based off of SNL and like the behind the scenes of SNL. Um, so it follows like the writers and. I guess, like, kind of the producers of, um, like, a late-night comedy skit-type show that's live. Um, And it also follows the actors, too. Um, And so um, there's a lot of crazy characters, and it's sort of about, like, the production and the the behind-the-scenes and the lives of all these crazy characters. Um, And it's also, like, an office comedy in... like kind of in the similar way that like the office is an office comedy but it's like a very unconventional job which makes it interesting like it's not like just like the office is them sitting around at desks and like working on computers but this is like very much not like that um and one thing that's really that i really think is really what works for the show is just the unconventional relationships of the show so um there's kind of two main unconventional relationships that I think are really interesting. The first is Jack and Liz. So Jack is like the CEO of GE, I think. And he kind of is like the parent company producer of um, the show. And Liz is the main writer for the show that they're producing. Um, And so Jack is like this very fancy person who like has like, like wears like very formal suits and like has a bunch of like formal business meetings every day and then Liz is like this very like kind of dressed down person who is like single and living in New York in like an apartment by herself and like kind of doesn't have her life together and but sort of does and it's just like she's a very and they're very different people but they sort of create this like strange friendship and them together are really good and it's plays um played by Tina Fey and um, Alec Baldwin, who I think are both really good in their roles and really good together. Um, And then the other relationship is Tracy and Jenna, who are both actors on the show. Um, And Jenna is kind of this like diva woman (laughs) who is like kind of like probably too old for what she's doing, I feel like, but like, and wants to be like a more successful actress, but has sort of ended up on the show and then Tracy is this like I don't even really know Tracy's just like I feel like he's kind of like a Kanye West type like person oh my god totally who is like sort of crazy maybe has mental health issues but is like so wild and somehow they book for this show um and is like also sort of super high high um what's the word like high maintenance um and so them together, they, like, also kind of create this... They, like, hate each other at first, but they create this, like, friendship, sort of, which is, like, super funny. This um, is making me want to go back and watch it. I know. I want to watch it. I want to go back, too. <laughs> but it, So it used to be on Netflix, and I feel like it kind of had, it's like, a moment Amazon, on Netflix. Though. 
Is it really? Yeah, my dad is watching it, I think. Oh. Oh my god. I should I'll suggest it to my family that we should all watch it. It's so Maybe good. Maybe after we finish West Wing. It's so good. and Because this is yeah. making me want to watch it again. I, it's a very bizarre show. I do remember it's that. It's so bizarre, but it's so funny. But Tracy really Tracy Jordan, that's his name, right? Mm-hmm. He was, the, he was like, hilarious. And I remember on the first episode, yeah. there's that moment where he's, like, running. It's, like, in New York. He's, like, running. He's wearing a diaper, I think. Yeah, and he's, like, and running And he's running street. between traffic like is he holding a lightsaber mm-hmm. lightsaber he's like yeah. i am a jedi i am a jedi and that was just i think it was like that's like the introduction to him it's that's like the a, introduction to him it was showing like a time that he just like totally unraveled yeah. right but jack was, like, wants him on the show and then she's like thing. isn't this isn't he the guy who did that and then they like cut to a clip of him doing that <laughs> it's so funny that's like all it, that's like all I really remember about him. I also remember Keith. Is that a character? He was... Kenneth. Oh, Kenneth. Keith. Kenneth. He's so funny. Yeah. There's, like... It's, I feel like it's, like, almost, like, The Office on steroids. Like, you love all the characters, but they're not, like, realistic. They're, like, all, like, super weird, like, and super Jenna, crazy. Jenna is hilarious. Yeah. And there's just I so rem- many, like, <laughs> funny things that are going on, and it's, like, it's so good. And one time she um, mixed up um, Obama... And Osama bin Laden. That was very funny. That also happened on the newsroom. I don't remember that, but I'm Another sure. show you should watch. It was good. But, um, um, but yeah, it's just, it's so wild. It's so, like, high energy, I feel like. And I think, like, it's just... And I also think the humor's very, like, time... It's very, like, in the... Like, catered to, like, the events that were going on when it was airing, I think. So I think that's all I have for... Alright, so that was your underrated pick. Yeah. And now we're going to move on to the final, um, not well, not the final show we're going to be talking about, but the final show and what we are considering the big three of which are, 21st um, century sitcoms, I guess. Which is from, like sorry, Friends, before the, the Office, 21st and century, Parks but, and Rec. Oh, and also we should say, like, we're defining sitcom as, like, any show that's like fits within like the um half an hour time length like yeah. including commercials and that's and a comedy i yeah. think and that would like aired on tv for like a really long time or for like a bunch of seasons i feel like yeah that's how we're like defining it for the purpose of this episode at least yeah so parks and um, recreation parks and rec so another one that i recommended to luke so yes. i really recommended yeah. all of his favorite shows yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, but and this one I actually had, watched. Yeah, you had bef- seen like well, a I started. My parents watched it as it aired, and I started watching it like the fourth season. So I'd watch like the fourth um, season onward, and then mm-hmm. I watched from the beginning right after I watched The Office, like oh, okay. the whole show through. Oh really? Oh okay. Mm-hmm. So and this show is actually inspired i think by the office it was kind of supposed to be like yeah and it was supposed to sort of be like the office after the office kind of like towards when the office was ending they wanted like a show that was sort of similar and there's actually like talks of making it like somewhat related so it would like take place in the same world oh really although i think they didn't like there was going to be something where they like 
like use paper like, from Dunder Mifflin oh, or something like that. Oh, that would be that. so funny. I, it would they have been really funny if they just did, did it like one like reference, like, oh, we need to order our paper from Dunder Mifflin. Like, yeah. If it wasn't like a big plot point, but like one reference would have been really funny. Yeah. Um, and I love the show so much. I've like rewatched a few episodes recently. There was like a flu episode and uh, like an episode where they have to like pretend like there's an avian flu for like a simulation to pass like an emergency oh, preparedness yeah. thing. So I've watched both of those episodes recently because they're like coronavirus sort of <laughs> related. Not like actually related to coronavirus, but like quarantine outbreak Disease. sort of related. Yeah. And they were both really good. Um, and I feel like this show is just one of the less stressful shows to watch. Like, it's more, like, goofy and, like, it's just very, like, laugh out loud and the characters are just so, like, funny. Mm-hmm. Or, well, obviously. But they're also, like, <laughs> they're really likable. I feel like there's so many characters they... that are likable in this show. That's true. I don't think the characters in this show are as good as the characters in The Office, but, like, I love the characters in this show and it's so easy to get so attached to them. Mm. And I feel like there's some moments at the end where they're, like, all there and they're all interacting and they're just, like, the greatest moments. Yeah. And I feel like that's what was so good about this show. The one that sticks out to me, it was, like, someone's birthday party or something. And they were all, like, sitting around, like, the office. I think it was the office. And they were singing um, Bye Bye Little Sebastian, <laughs> which is, like, I feel like that's the one greatest of, like... song. That might be, like, after, like, the wedding between... Oh, after the wedding. I don't know. It was just, like, such a nice, like, a very heartwarming moment. I feel like that's what the show did pretty well. And all that... This is, like, random, but another thing I liked is just, like, all the songs. Or, like, the two (laughs) songs. (laughs) But I also think... Like, that's the greatest song. song. (laughs) <laughs> but I also think one thing that really sticks out for this show is that, like, the town is super well-developed. Um, and so, like, they make this kind of small town that's – it's not, like, based – I don't think it's a real town. But they kind of make this small town, which is, like, not, like, a very desirable place to live. Like, somehow it, they make it have so much charm. And they, yeah. like – and they have, like, so many reoccurring side characters for this town – which makes it, like, feel so real and so, like, authentic. Like, they have, like, a talk show. They have, like, animal control people that, like, come back. They have, like, the nightclubs. They have popular yeah. restaurants. They have, like, the reporters, the, um, like, the local, oh like, gosh. industries. They have, like, the Native American groups. Like, they have so many, oh, like, different aspects to so this funny. town that, like, they constantly are reintroducing, like, and they make it feel like it's a real, like, place. And I think they do it super well. Um, and it's like a good compliment to all of the characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just and like, like the whole way, like the local government runs in that show is just like genius. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even, I don't even know what to say about it. It's just like I feel like there's some moments when I watch when I was watching that show, I was like, this is just like brilliant. And it's so like it's so, um, it like points out it like talks about government. Yeah. without like really getting too into the weeds about it but like just like enough i feel like to keep it yeah, like, it's not interesting. super like polit like it's not ideological at all or or it's a little ideological in some ways but in terms but don't of just really, like the role of government yeah. um but it's i feel like there is some like interesting commentary about government 
that but, like, like you're saying it's like it's not too much it's just a very subtle and that's it's enough what, like, to like so make it interesting it. but yeah. like it doesn't take over the show so it's not like a political show in any way whereas like other shows that take place in like government offices are very much about the mm-hmm. government and the way the government works whereas yeah. like the show although it is taking place in the government it's not that at all but it but does think... have that like sort of contrast of leslie and like and ron yeah. Ron being like the libertarian like anti-government guy which and is then so leslie... funny to put him in like that role yeah it is very funny and leslie is this person who just like really believes in government like so much yeah so it's that's kind of a like a fun part of it mm-hmm. but like they almost develop that more as like character differences rather than like yeah. ideological idea what's the word? Ideological. ideological differences yeah so um um, and the thing is leslie is a character that makes me feel so lazy and unproductive <laughs> when i watch her because she like she's just like I don't know how she does all this stuff. Like, she, she gets does. everyone it's amazing. It's so unrealistic. Um, she gets everyone these, like, amazing personal gifts, and she makes all these binders, and she, like, doesn't <laughs> sleep ever. And, like, she just loves to work. And, like... Yeah. It does make you feel unproductive. <laughs> it's, which is very different than The Office, where they're all, like, sitting there and, like, not Doing working. Doing nothing ever. And so it, it's funny, but... Yeah. But the um, other characters are sort of more like Tom and Well she I she does April like enough work and... to like make up for everyone else not doing work basically. Yeah. Um Andy is just the best character. I love Andy so much. <laughs> All right. Should we transition to our last show? We're definitely over time, but oh, one for more show. Sure. Okay, so this is my underrated pick and Luke has never watched it. And a lot of people haven't watched it, I feel like. Um, but they should. Yeah. Um, it's the middle, which is another sort of like ABC, um, family shows, sort of in a similar vein as Modern Family. But I actually think it was at least towards the end. It was definitely better than Modern Family, and it just was a show that got like better as it went on. And it went nine seasons, but I was really sad to see it go. Um. What is it about? But so it's about this family. They and they so it's called the middle. So they live in the Midwest, um, in like it's called like Orson, Indiana or something. It might be a fictional town. Um, and there's like middle class. They're just sort of middle in everything. Um, and it's like these two parents, these three kids. And at, when you first start watching, you're like, oh, this is an okay show. Like maybe a little dumb. Like, it's fine. But then you get so attached to these characters, and the characters are just, like... I don't know. The characters are just so, like, well done. Like, they're almost, like... So they don't really fit into tropes. Like, the characters are very, like... They each, like, have their own thing, and they're very distinctive. Mm -hmm. But they don't, like, really fit into tropes. Like, they're pretty unique, actually. Um, and I don't know, it just, like, they're this family, in in a similar way as The Office, it's not, like, aspirational at all, they're the, like, they're the family, like, the, the parents have, like, jobs that they hate, and they're always fighting, their house is a mess, um, like, 
I don't know, just things are always going wrong for them. You do not envy them, like, you do not want to be them, but they're just, there's just yeah. something about it that you have to watch it to, um, I feel like I can't properly do it justice by describing it. Is it streaming anywhere? But you have to watch it. So it's streaming on IMDB <laughs> TV. I don't know, is that like a thing? Wait, this says it's on Amazon Prime. For rent? Wait, let's see. Hold on, let me look. You have to rent it. Wait, there's an ad. Oh, but you can watch episode 23 for free. Oh, great. <laughs> oh, you can watch 23 episodes for free. Wait, I'm looking right, at like if IMBD TV is free. Oh, it's IMBD TV is free, but there's ads. Oh, well, so you so can still watch it. So, you can it. watch it, Luke. You, you can get watched. You can start show, watching it so. tomorrow. <laughs> Um, tomorrow, well, in two days, I'll have to watch Listen to Your Heart, so Listen I'll have other other stuff to watch on my plate. Yeah, if I, if anyone doesn't know, um, The Bachelor's um, doing spin-off a new show, show, another Bachelor spinoff show, um, but it's actually good because we're not, we're probably not going to get Bachelor content for a while since they've postponed um, the next season of The Bachelorette. But and Bachelor, probably Bachelor in Paradise. Ba- probably so. Bachelor in Paradise, but they're doing a spinoff show um, where it's like a music, it's like it's like crossover Paradise, show. But like music, it's like so. American Idol meets Bachelor type thing. Yeah. It's, only I, it's probably going to be, it's probably going to be like awful and so stupid, but. It will be fun. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to do an episode about it. Yeah. So if you want to yeah. keep up with it. So if you want to keep up too. with it. Yeah. Um. I think we need to end this episode because we've been going on for way too long. Yes. Um, thank you, everyone, for watch or listening to this episode. Um, yeah, if you still stuck with us, yeah, through this, however long this is gonna be. Yeah. Um, thank you. We have social media that everyone should follow, so you can be updated about when we release new episodes. Um, on Instagram and Twitter, it's Pops Pop Culture. Um, and you can send us an email at popsandpopculture at gmail.com. And you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can give us five stars, write about why you like our show. Um, that's Pops and Pop Culture on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. And we have right. a new episode coming out on, what, Wednesday? Wednesday, about Riverdale, season, episode. Or, uh, Riverdale season one, episode three. So. Don't know what it's about. We'll have to watch nope, it. but should be good. <laughs> should be a good Should time. be fun. Yeah. Um, so thanks for watching. Bon listening. <laughs> right, bon oh my god, listening. <laughs> <laughs> Our eggs are so bad. Bye. Bye. Bye.